on today's show. Kristaps Porzingis gets traded, then he doesn't. Then he does get traded to the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart goes to the Grizzlies. What did the Wizards get? We'll talk about that and the draft and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA on draft day. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be an everydayer. Subscribe and follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section who's your team and who do you want them to draft? Give me name of team and player. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler. Got to put that coffee in it with every order. Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls. What you got for me? No draft pick, Pat the Designer. <laughs> Marcus Smart for the BMF. It's like, it's a flop inside my city. Yay! <laughs> It's an ill-advised three inside my city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got a lot to talk about today. We'll, of course, uh, talk about the trade with Porzingis, Marcus Smart, Tyus Jones going to the Wizards. Who made out the best in this trade? What happened to the deal that, that was we thought was all done? I'm glad we didn't record earlier. We waited until about Bruh. midnight central time right now to record this episode. We'll talk about that a little bit. The Clippers just completely out of it. And then, of course, we'll play Count It Up, where we talk about those interesting, fun things in the NBA, including, listen, Brandon Miller may be the second pick in the draft, but don't ask him who his goat is. Nobody nobody gets to ask him that anymore. We'll talk about Damian Lillard and then Devin Booker and Super Teams in Count It Up a little bit later. But let's start here, Pat. The trade. Porzingis, Christoph Porzingis, goes from the Washington Wizards, picks up that 36 36- million dollar player option gets traded to the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics also get the 25th pick from the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's this draft. So they now have a first round pick in this draft. They also have Golden State's 2024 first round pick that comes from Memphis as well. Memphis gets Marcus Smart and Washington gets Tyus Jones, the 31st, the 35th pick from Boston in this draft. So the second round, high second round pick. They also get Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala as salary filler Initial reaction to the trade with Boston and Porzingis. I, I think this is a good pick for pickup for Boston. Um, I think he fits what they want to do. I think he moves well enough without the ball to um, be able to get get himself into a good position offensively. Defensively, he's not going to help you much. But I, okay, we'll see kind of how that works. I'll push, I'll, push, I'll push back on that because I've watched a K, bit? I've watched KP a lot. Yeah, I think he became a, a pretty decent rim protector at the end. He's not going to be your elite. He's not going to be Jared well, Jackson. He'll be able to block shots. He, yeah, he'll yeah, block yeah. some shots. He he'll defend the pick and roll and a drop pretty well. Like I think he became a pretty. He wasn't for a while there in Dallas, but he found his way in Jason Kidd's system there. I thought in Washington, I think I thought he was fine too. They play him at four and five, but I I, I agree that this is a pretty good pickup for them. I, I I like I like Boston getting the, uh, KP. I I think the I mean first off the biggest thing is the fact they also got two first round picks. We'll talk about that as well. But to me, KP is a guy that just moves well enough for this offense to continue to flow similar to what it did. 
uh, with the pieces you've moved out of there. I'm assuming Malcolm Brogdon, if healthy, moves into your starting lineup. So I think this yeah, is an offense that'll run pretty well. Um, and and to me, here's here's all I hope. My hope with all of this is KP has found a home. To me, I see how he fits in with this team. I see how offensively they can utilize him. I think this allows him kind of to be able to get back to where I guess New York is a really long time ago, even though he's only been in the league like six yeah, years. I think he made 2017 was his all-star year. I mean, yeah, we're talking it's, it's, it's that's insane. pre-pandemic. That's pre-bubble. That's pre-like how many it's things. In, are, it's, it's insane. Was I Barack like, the I president? Feel, I think Barack I feel, was president last time I, he was good. I feel like pandemic really makes us think it's way longer than it is, but it's still a long time. But I, I think a lot of the teams he's gone to, right? He's been that guy that they've said, we need you to shoot this three ball a lot for the modern NBA. And I think a little bit more with Boston, Boston will be able to utilize him and say, we need you down in the post. We need you back to the basket, shoot the three ball and utilize it as much as you can. But we've got three point shooters on this team already. We've got guys that can knock down the three ball. We need you to be a big man. I think that fits a little bit more of what Chris stops is probably going to be better suited to do at this point in his career. And uh, I, I still like the move from Boston. I hope that KP finds his forever home as a Boston Celtic and he fits in with this team and we can finally stop talking about that team not getting it done. I think Porzingis is a player that just always is going to keep moving because he's he's like a tantalizing talent. And then when you get him in here, he's not exactly – he's like the – the, the boyfriend or the girlfriend that you, you see and you're like, man, if only I was with them. And then you're with them and you you see like, you know, you move in and then you're like, oh, dang, they like leave a bunch of hair in the drain. <laughs> you know, like, there's just a couple of things that you're they're, they're super sloppy. You're like, you're very annoyed yeah. by something. And like from the outside, everybody's like, oh, you guys must be so happy. And then <laughs> inside you're like, oh, I don't yeah. know. And I think that I think he'll just always end up being that. But I think he is a good pickup for the Celtics because there were times last year in the playoffs where I was watching this team and Tatum wasn't having the best games. Jalen Brown was turning the ball over because he was trying to go left. And like, I thought Al Horford was their best player at times in that run. And that's not sustainable. He's 37 years old. Like he was very good for them. Did a lot of things, made them who they are. I think because of, of how versatile he is, he can, he can space the floor. He could rebound. He could uh, defend in space. He could defend at the rim. Like he could just do so many different things for them. And that's not going to last forever. They needed to move on from that. Porzingis gives you elements of that that can move yeah. on. Also, Robert Williams wasn't reliable enough. You joked with me. You said, why would the Mavericks want Robert Williams when I was saying the Mavs should get it yeah. out of this? He doesn't play enough. Well, Porzingis in his career has not played a lot either. He played a lot last last season. And it's been fairly not, not that injury prone uh, as of late. But maybe Robert Williams and Porzingis gives you enough games played like that fills out your center rotation. So they needed to do something with that center rotation ne- needed to make some kind of move. Porzingis, by the way, becomes the highest paid Celtic, which is kind of wild to think about uh, because of, of he's in the last year of his max deal. That the Mavs gave. Yeah. Him. Uh, but they Bobby, to do Marks, Bo- Bobby Marks talked about it uh, on Twitter. He tweeted this out a few minutes ago. He said that he could sign up to a two year, $77 million yeah. extension starting July 6th. So we'll so. see. We'll see starting July six what the Celtics intend to do. They expect that Porzingis will be on the team for a while, or do they want to bring him in as a one year deal and then say, "Hey, we're going to cut ties because we're up against it. We're up against the second apron and the salary cap and all that." Because Jalen Brown's big extension could be coming soon, and you know a lot of our guys are going to be you know uh, are going to be off the books after two years. So like they have some big yeah. decisions to make with their guys. So I'm curious to see what that is, but I do like this pickup. You mentioned before they get the 25th pick 
in this draft. So they move up from 35 to 25. They also get Golden State's 2024 pick, which I don't know. Like, could like Steph Curry's getting up there in age. Draymond signing another deal. It'll be fine. It, it could go sideways, but or it could just be like a pick in the 20s, which is that yeah. that's fine too. But it, <laughs> you said you got another pick and you traded away the the healthiest player of the bunch. <laughs> in a vacuum, in a vacuum, I think they win this deal. They gave up Marcus Smart and the 35th yeah. pick for Porzingis, the 25th pick and the tw- and a 2024 Golden State first round pick. Like that, yep. that's a really good haul for the for the uh, Celtics. No, I agree. I, I thought the Celtics. I, it's it's hilarious to me, right? That Brad Stevens basically picked right up where Danny Ainge left off. But the one thing that he does, and that he's kind of done in multiple years, is like we got to figure out how to get a big man with these guys. When the thing that we always complained about Danny Ainge for was, would you get them a center? <laughs> Just get them someone tall. I I, I like that. Um, I like how. I, it, I like that Brad Stevens understands kind of what this team does need. I I think the point guard position was something where Marcus Smart is great. You love to have him, but if you have Malcolm Brogdon, if you feel like Malcolm Brogdon is going to be healthy, you don't have these concerns. Maybe other teams did. Clippers backed out of this deal because of those injury concerns. Uh, But if you feel like he's healthy enough to be that starting point, okay, you've got that, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. We still need that big man that's going to be that young guy that's going to be out there. I don't know if Porzingis is the guy that's always going to be out there. But he did have a healthy season. I, I mean, like those first years on new teams does not go well, right? First year on Washington, I believe he played 17 games. I think first year with the Mavs, he played 45. Well, he sat out the rest of the, the rest of Luca's rookie year with an injury and then yeah. came out and, and, and play. he played. Yeah. And he played okay in that first year. But uh, the one question I have now for the Celtics is, okay, Marcus Smart is gone. He had become your de facto point guard at times. Can Marcus Smart just fall into that role? This whole trade with the Clippers and the three-team trade with with Clippers and Washington and yeah. Boston fell apart because there's you know rumors that Brogdon may need elbow surgery. Like, does that is that concern you now? All of a sudden, it's it's kind of if, if Brogdon is missing some time, it's Derek White and that's it. And the 25th pick, like, can you bring in a maybe? maybe like a Jalen Hood Shafino falls to 25. Like you're not really there. Nick Smith from Arkansas is probably the one point guard type player. And even he's like a combo guy. Like there's not really good options right there. Peyton Pritchard moving up. Like there's not, they need to, now they need to make a move on some kind of guard because they needed that. I think before this (laughs) because of Brogdon's injury. And now it's a big question, but coming up, let's get into Washington and Memphis's side of this Memphis getting Marcus smart. Is this an upgrade from Dylan Brooks? I was, I was waiting for your reaction because I knew you were going to say yes. Uh, we'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs has you covered. They have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly, and I say this, truly sculpted look. I would not be what you call a sculpted person, but I put these Bird Dogs on, and let me tell you, I swear to God, if you stand up, <laughs> I don't have them. I don't have them right your now. Legs, I don't have them I was right gonna now. say, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking, fa- anti-sweat stink wicking fabric. I don't know what it wicks, but it, it's there. That keeps you dry <laughs> and cool all day long. Go check them out at birddogs.com/slash/lockdownnba for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com/slash/lockdownnba again for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. 
We promise you, go check it out. They have all kinds of other stuff, pants, joggers, things like that. Again, check it out, birddogs.com slash NBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA, being part of the show, supporting the network. We will have a live Locked On NBA draft show hosted by myself and Leaf Tulin of Locked On NBA Big Board. Maybe Pat will drop by. Maybe other people will drop in. It's a live we have show no draft cap. to hang out. So we'll have a bunch of hosts across the network, <laughs> and they'll be able to hang out and, uh, and talk. And then we'll also post clips all across the network to your favorite show. We have a show that covers your team every day, five days a week, all throughout the offseason and more. So click the link in the description to find the show that covers your team. I host Locked On Mavericks. Pat hosts Locked On Bulls. We got all you covered. All right, we're talking about the Porzingis, Tyus Jones, Marcus Smart trade. Let's look at it from the Memphis Grizzlies side of things. Memphis Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. They give up the 25th pick in this draft and the Warriors pick that they owned in 2024. What are your initial thoughts on the Grizzlies getting Marcus Smart, who now seems to be the upgrade from Dylan Brooks that they wanted? Smart to me is, I, I'm trying to figure out how he fits in well with Ja when Ja does come back. That's the reason you're giving up the draft capital, by the way. Uh, I'm not trying to add to this team draft pick-wise. I'm trying to add to this team veteran player, veteran experience, play win-now mindset. I've got Ja Moran. I've got Jaron Jackson. I've got these guys. I love the Jaron Jackson pick and roll uh, with Marcus Smart aspect, especially defensively. I quote tweeted you. Uh, when you when you drop that, uh, there's going to be a lot of fouls in the first half. But the fourth quarter <laughs> defense is going to be solid. If they can stay in this game in the first half, that fourth quarter defense will be amazing. Try to, um, try to run a 1-5 pick and roll with those guys guarding. I mean, that's going to yeah, be... It, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. And and I, I, I think that Marcus Smart is a really good piece. I think he's a piece that is the... He's the he's the piece that understands where the grit and the edge needs to end. I grind. think that I think that Ja Morant hasn't figured that out just yet. Uh, hopefully, after twenty five games, he will. I know that Dylan Brooks hadn't figured that out just yet, and um, I mean, realistically, there is a you found your Dylan Brooks replacement, like you said. I'm a I I think that Marcus Smart is a good pickup. I think he's a I don't know if he's an over-the-top. I don't know if he makes them a championship-level team, right? The the question marks on that is going to be, is Jaron Jackson going to be able to stay out of foul trouble in these important games? Is John Morant going to be able to stay on the court for these important games? Those are the things that I think relay out in, in that aspect of it. But I think that he's a good pickup. I, I don't know if it's a one-for-one one swap. Marcus Smart's a better player than Dylan Brooks. But it Great. is a good – it's a it's – a, it's a top replacement. It's the best replacement scenario I probably could have picked for the Memphis Grizzlies. You're also going from Dylan Brooks and Tyus Jones to Marcus Smart. And in that sense of it, I agree with you that he's an upgrade over Dylan Brooks, that he's a yeah. better defender, more level-headed. Is this the word that I would say, which for Marcus Smart is like... Yeah, I'd say, I'd say yeah, more level-headed. But like, you normally wouldn't say that about Marcus Smart things. Uh, he's going to have a better impact on the offense, I think. He's got a better handle... Uh, can you know is going to be a much better playmaker for them, but they're also losing Tyus Jones, which makes me concerned about their guard yes. guard depth and also their like playmaking. If Jaw's going to miss all those games, you had Tyus Jones as the backup. He was probably one of the most overqualified backups in the league, yeah. and now you go to Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain as your back as your guard like your guard room there. And I feel okay about that. Like they, they're they're okay to run that. But then yeah. when Ja comes back, are you running Ja Morant, Desmond Bain, and Marcus Smart together? That's the question. Cause then all of a sudden it becomes a pretty small 
little rotation there. And I'm not sure that, that you're going to do that and feel super good about it playing against some other teams, but you can, you can definitely do worse than those three. But that's, that's my question is, do they start running all three of those guys together all the time? I think you almost have to at times, right? Especially to. when, when realistically, right? Here's the thing. Defensively, I like that lineup. I, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are running just straight six, nine guys, four, six, like against the Orlando Magic, they may have some trouble, right? But I'm not worried about the Magic making it to an NBA Finals anytime but soon. But like if they're playing the Grizzlies, if they're playing the Nuggets, who's guarding Porter Jr.? Is it Desmond Bain? <laughs> Here's here's the tough part about you know that, what I mean though. like I, that, that so who's guarding Paul George is it so is it Marcus so Mark? so here's the thing realistically in that scenario in the opposite scenario you have the same question because who's guarding these guys is Dylan Brooks and Dylan Brooks didn't do well against them yeah he's like he's still like four inches bigger than Marcus Smart like at least you had some size but. Now, now you lose that is what I'm saying. Now you, now you look worse if you've, if, you've lost. If, if Mark, if uh, Michael Porter Jr. just shoots over the top of you, it's like your <laughs> hand was there. He just dropped you off. No, I, I don't, I don't believe that. It's not to say that Dylan Brooks is the worst player in the NBA. I'm not sitting here telling y'all that. But what I'm telling you is that the size to me or the impact doesn't change that much by adding in Marcus Smart and replacing him with Dylan Brooks. I don't think Memphis is done by any means. This doesn't mean that they're not going to add another defender that can add some size to the team or free agency is still out there, right? I mean, I guess they don't have a draft pick to go do it now, but I'm okay with what Memphis did in this situation. And I think defensively, it will work out more times than not. We were also concerned about them during the playoffs with they're shooting. Remember, their big revelation in the playoffs this year was putting in Luke Kennard, like Nuke Kennard coming in, and all of a sudden, they're not going to run Ja, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, and Luke Kennard, right? Are you going to run that? All of a sudden, you're really small. Uh, so you've got some, yeah. you've still got some questions there for them, but it is, a, I think it is a good pickup. It's obviously an upgrade from Dylan Brooks. And then, you know, you're moving on from Tyus Jones. You expected to move on from him either. I, it's weird. It, Tyus Jones and two first round picks for Marcus Smart. Doesn't seem like a great trade for me, especially knowing you're going to lose Dylan Brooks because they, they're not going to bring him back under any circumstances, what they said. But it is it is what it is at this point. Let, let's talk about the, the Wizards side of this, though. Uh, the Wizards get Tyus Jones, who's on a one-year deal. He's 27 years old. He's older than I realized he was. To me, I thought he was like 25, 20. Like 20 he's 27. And yeah, Trey Jones is his younger brother. For yeah, the Spurs. Yeah. They also get the 35th pick in this draft, so a high second, which... They love their seconds for, for their max level players. The Wizards roster right now is this. Chris Paul, who's probably going to be gone. Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, DeLon Wright. That's a pretty good guard rotation right there. Uh, Landry Shamit, Danilo Gallinari, Denny Avdia, Johnny Davis, Corey Kispert, Daniel Gafford, Mike Muscala, Anthony Gill, Xavier Cooks. They've got the eighth pick. They've got the 35th pick. And here they are. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I don't know if I can play that. I like that, but I just did. There was an echo. There's an echo in that that makes it sound like it's in the room with you. Like it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it's coming from a soundboard. Make it sound like it's bellowing in the room with you somewhere. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Um, The Wizards' mission accomplished. We want to suck. You did it. (laughs) There's there's no chance that. Wow. Whoo. That's uh Zion Williamson <laughs> and porn star. You know what I mean? I thought her account, I thought, got, her account got deactivated by the oh, way. Oh, did it now? Wow. Adam, Adam cr- Silver called up the league. The Pelicans it's called a- up the Gail Benson's like, excuse me, can I can you connect me to Elon Musk? 
It's crazy that harassment is uh, frowned upon in the world. Who would have uh, thought? But no, I, I just... That that you you accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. I'm gonna be honest with you. Tra- uh, Tyus Jones is probably gone mid season, right? You're trying to no, trade him t- for the something. Ty- the Tyus Jones move is he's he's gunning for he's gonna average like 22 and eight, and he's gonna get his deal. Like I, like he's gonna try you, to get his long term deal. You're keeping him. him. I mean, the, I guess they can try to trade. I, him. I would. I, there, I there's no way I'd keep him in this scenario because to me, one year deal. I, I'm bringing him in. I brought him in basically <laughs> to try and lose. We're gonna lose anyway. It's not that he's bad. It's just that I'm I'm going to lose you for nothing. He's not gonna want to stay. Unless they're, they're the Wizards and give him a deal that no one else would give him, which they gave to Bradley Beal and they gave to several other players. Yeah, but they gave it to Bradley Beal because they were literally the only team that can give Bradley Beal that deal. And Bradley Beal was a guy that could put up 30 they, points a night whenever he felt like it when he was healthy. What if they get a first I for Tyus Jones and they, could, didn't, they didn't get one for Beal or Porzingis? That would be hilarious to me. That would be funny. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's based on their own. Now, the the Beal contract is only bad because of the no trade clause that much better players didn't get. He's making $57 million (laughs) in like three years. I mean, the money's bad too. He doesn't play for them anymore. If you were going to move him anyway, I can deal with that. You know what I mean? The only part that screws you over is the fact that I gave him a no trade clause. So I had to send him to the team he wanted to go to. I could have sent them up to Detroit for Koo to talk about him, and they could have sent me half of their roster. Like you know, I, I forgot. Mean, a, I forgot a contract becomes less bad when you trade it away. And you're like, oh, we don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, you got to deal with it. You don't That's the deal son's with problem. It. That's Isaiah Thomas's problem. He's he's it, little it finger is. in the ear of, of Matt Ishmael. It is. All right. Coming up, let's get into our favorite game every week where we count all the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Brandon Miller is asked about his goat. And, uh, oh, boy, I'm going to play the audio because I just did not believe it when I heard it. We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about eBay Motors. eBay Motors knows that just like in the draft, every player has to fit right. It has to fit with what your team is trying to do, culture, all kinds of stuff. It has to fit just like when it comes to the parts in your vehicle. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits just right or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence, baby, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions, they do apply. All right, Pat. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA. We will have a live draft show on this channel, wherever you're listening to this on YouTube. And so uh, stick with us. Myself and Leaf Tulene will host a show. Lockdown NBA hosts will join. We've got five hosts at the draft. I love that. I love that. Uh, Rafael Barlow is there. Richard Stamen from NBA Big Board is there. Uh, Jackson Gatlin of Lockdown NBA and Lockdown Rockets will be there. Adam Armbrecht of Lockdown Nets and uh, Jeff Garcia of Lockdown Spurs are all at the draft in New York. Love that. But for right now, let's play our favorite game. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Where we count the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including this week. It was the NBA draft. It is the NBA draft. And at the NBA draft, if you've never been there, they just have these media events where there's just players sitting at like a booth, like a table. 
with a, a tablecloth and they're just sitting there and media can just come up and talk to them. Adam Armbrecht was telling me about how he was going up and asking people about, you know, asking players about certain things. And it's just like a free for all. And so Brandon Miller is sitting there at this table. Looks like he's like at a job fair, like trying to like pitch people on come to work for me. Brandon Miller <laughs> Associates. And all of a sudden, uh, notorious NBA uh, reporter who is who has blocked me on Twitter for whatever reason. Ah, uh, Scoop B comes up and asks this question and, and count it up. What's more out of pocket, the line of questioning or Paul George or the uh, the mention that, that Brandon Miller gives as his goat? Brandon, you said you were in black and red at the draft, right? Jordan wore black and red as a member of the Bulls. Wait, hold on. Fact check that. Is that, is that true? Michael Jordan, in fact, wore red and black as a member of the Bulls. By the way, I'm glad to know that this guy blocks you because you're a better person for having experienced that. Because when I heard this question, it was one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard in my entire life. We are all dumber for having to listen to this moment. And I'm going to make you are awarded. <laughs> you are awarded no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Continue. I'm making everybody else dumber just by listening. So he, he, he makes the connection with the, the clothes. Great. Here's my question unrelated to that. Oh, oh. You're How young. is it? Older people and young people often have this LeBron and Michael conversation. Why is he pausing? Because that's old. But because you've been in Michael's presence and because you grew up liking LeBron, as a young person, do you feel like that conversation is just overdone? No, because I, I actually don't uh, think LeBron is, you know, the go to basketball. I think my go to basketball is Paul George. I, mean, I always grew up watching him, so it's never just LeBron. My goat of basketball is Paul George. It's not LeBron. Uh, Brandon Miller was born in, um, in 2000, and it keeps going. Uh, 2002. <laughs> Paul George is his goat. Count it up. <laughs> I can't even get to the drop. Count it up. <laughs> Count up. What's more out of pocket, the line of questioning from Scoop or Brandon Miller's answer? Question for sure. The question is one of the worst questions I've ever heard in my life. I mean, he basically was just like, uh, so sometimes when you watch basketball, you don't want to hear them questions. So I'm not going to ask that question. But my question is not that question. So anyway, the colors, uh, the colors got me. He started when, when you wear red, red and black, when you wear red and black, Michael Jordan and, wore red and Compton, not a and then Michael Jordan is in New Orleans. And sometimes he buy gumbo. Do you get the gumbo with a red roux or a dark roux? What's your choice? Who's your goat? That's basically what we got out of that. Brandon Miller's answer doesn't bother me because he was born in 2002. LeBron was drafted in 2003. He probably didn't start really play, paying attention to basketball until what? 13 years after that. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like 10, I'm just saying 2010, 11? So, like, I can see why you, like, are looking at different players outside of LeBron, especially if you're not a diehard LeBron fan. The question is way worse. I I, I almost died because I listened to this while driving. <laughs> and I just, I just closed my eyes to try and figure out how I could understand what he just asked him. Uh, and uh, hilarious, like just, just a hilarious line of, of questioning with that. And then his Paul George answer to me, the Paul George answer, which is going to get like a lot of attention is this 
uh, Brendan Clean of Locked On Suns, host host Locked On NBA sometimes, told me this. He said, "This is this is classic like an agent or somebody, somebody that's prepping Brandon Miller for the draft. Just told him anytime you're asked about a player in the NBA, talk about Paul George and his game because y- your comp is Paul George. So talk yeah. about him anytime. And so he just like." Went full on politician, like canned answer, and just like, hey, you know, LeBron, a lot of people think he's the GOAT, but I really think, like, he just, like, tried to spin it into something about him that's positive, and he just completely did not, it did not work. It didn't work. The reason why uh, Scooby was asking Brandon Miller about Paul George is because Michael Jordan was there for a workout with him and and Scoot uh, Henderson recently. Hornets GM Mitch Kupchak said recently, he said that he will make the draft picks, but Michael Jordan is still in control of the team through draft and free agency. He will have the final say in decisions. Count it up. How much confidence do you have in an owner who is on the way out? He's selling, actively selling the team. Give me a zero to five as somebody that knows the GOAT as well as you do. I'm going to give you a 2.5 because... Right in the middle. Because Michael's not going to want to go out with his last pick being a terrible pick because that will still be attached to his name. And he's uh, the legacy has been cemented there. It's for sure. But it's one of the most competitive things. But realistically, right. If I leave you with one of the best draft picks you've had since, I don't know, LaMelo ball. And these are the last couple of picks that I remember for. Oh, by the way, that, uh, that big man that I drafted down there, he's pretty good too paired with LaMelo ball. You know what I mean? Like the, the last three, if, if Michael goes out and he's like, my last three picks were amazing. And it's the cornerstone of this franchise. I I think that I, I give it a two and a half, but the reason I don't give him a five is because there's a lot of bad to go with it. Like I'm, I'm 80% sure somebody from North Carolina might end up on the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me a two on this one. He's leaving. He's, I, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine putting in he the same. He doesn't not care though. Has he, has he cared before? He'll, he'll, yeah, for sure. He's made the wrong decision. 110%. I'm not going to tell you that. They've but also just not, been unlucky. They had, they had kid Gilchrist in the Anthony Davis draft. They had a uh, Mecca Okafor in the Dwight Howard draft. Like they did. The Hornets have just been unlucky with their picks here. Eh, it's um, poor scouting. <laughs> Well, th- th- no, they they picked right below the like a, a franchise level player. They just happened to have the wrong pick in that draft. But let's, anyway. let's look at some of the names after those names. Though. The rumors around the, the rumors around Damian Lillard have yeah. been insanely dumb. If you listen to Locked On NBA earlier this week with Jake Madison and, and John Krause, they went in on a rumor that talked about Bam Adebayo. The the Blazers making this big stupid. run and trade for Bam Adebayo. Uh, there's also all kinds of rumors about the Heat wanted to go after Damian Lillard. It seems like a game of chicken where Matt Moore, Locked on NBA, Locked on Nuggets host, talked about on Twitter. He said, there seems to be one faction of reporters that's reporting the Blazers side that are like, hey, we're not trading this guy. We're doing this. Dame's side of it saying, hey, I may ask out if you guys don't put a team around me, a la what LeBron does. My question is with this game of chicken now. Count it up. Who, what are we closer to a Dame trade or just Dame staying in Portland forever? I'm closer to, I really just don't care anymore because (laughs) at this point, Dame's opting out because here's the thing. Damian Lillard is the ultimate pump fake, but he's also going to go on every podcast in America and talk about why he should be 
in these conversations with these elite level players. Damian Lillard is an amazing player. He is an elite player. He is a dominant point guard in the NBA, but Damian Lillard wants to be in Portland. You want to know what doesn't want to be in Portland? The rest of the freaking NBA. No one's going to Portland. Either leave or stop talking about it. Your legacy will be you are a great Blazer. You will always be a great Blazer. You will be above the Clyde Drexlers and the Brandon Roys and all of those great names that are out there. But if you're not leaving, stop talking about what people really don't put me in this conversation. We can have this conversation (laughs) and this ain't what the NBA is. You want to be there. If you want to be there, be there. Quit whining. They won't put a team around me. No one's coming. You know what you got? Jeremy Grant. Make it it $120 million coming up here. Like, I just, I, I don't care anymore because there's no player in NBA history to say, you know where I'm really trying to sign this season? Portland. You know when players sign in Portland? When no one else is calling. <laughs> I'm done with Dame. He's great. He's amazing. He will always be one of the most underrated point guards in every conversation that will be brought up. But I don't care if he wants to be there because every offseason we have this same dumb conversation about Everyone. is he gonna go there is he gonna go there is he gonna go there and you know what he does he plays 45 games the next season gets hurt can come back but then portland says we're gonna shut him down because we don't want to win games i'm done with it tell me how you really, tell me how you really I, i'm feel. sick of it dog i'm so sick of it goodness uh, there you Count go. It up. Join, Count it up. <laughs> join us on the Lockdown NBA live feed uh, as we cover the draft live. I'll be hosting with Leaf Tulane of Lockdown NBA Big Board with all the draft stuff. The hosts will be jumping in and out. And, uh, yeah, to come back tomorrow, Wes Goldberg and Richard Stamen or myself will be on Lockdown NBA to break down the draft. And all that happens, I'm, I'm ready for the craziness, the, the chaos. Give it to me. Uh, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.